Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Mike. And I'm Nate. What are we talking about today, Nate? (laughs) Well, joke's on you. This is a cigar podcast, so let's talk about what we're smoking first, and then we'll talk about what we're talking about. Oh, jeez. Yes, yes, yes. What are we smoking, Mike? We are smoking a Gurkha Titan. Damn. Yep. I'm hoping that this will be good. Uh, This is our last one, right? This is our last of the Gurkha series, yeah. For now. For now. For now. Our timing was good with the Titanic uh, submarine, so. Yes, yes. Uh, I will gladly smoke this in honor of more billionaires dying. (laughs) We can only hope. All right, and I feel this one's uh, similar in size to the other two, like the Centurion and uh, the other ones that we had. Might be it might be a, a tiny bit longer, though. I don't know. Uh, possibly. It's a different shape than the Centurion, but yeah, they're all about the same size. They're a, like a Toro, not a Robusto. Yep. Uh, I am pairing this with uh, Heaven's Door Double Barrel Aged uh, Whiskey. It's the uh, Bob Dylan themed whiskey hmm i've never heard of it but it sounds wonderful uh this is my first sip of this one i've had the regular heaven's door uh, whiskey which is good this one is a little stronger but very very smooth i don't have any ice or whiskey stones or anything in there uh just straight and it is it is phenomenal oh good i'm pairing mine with uh lemon water because it is hot here yes very hot uh, it's been hot, but it rained uh, today, and it, the high today where I'm at was 72. And that oh, was wow. delightful. Delightful. Yeah. It's been raining here for three days, but it's okay. still hot. <laughs> Just a hot and muggy, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a borderline tropical. <laughs> All right. So I've got a story for you. And uh, before I launch into this story, I feel that we should we should come clean with our listeners uh, and let them know about our Facebook page. If you want to interact with us on Facebook, we're now on Facebook. We have been for a little bit, but we've uh, been working through a backlog of recorded episodes, so we hadn't had a chance to share that with you yet on the actual podcast. But we do have some lively discussions over there. Um, I mean, livelier than my personal Facebook page anyway, so that's a plus. And uh, we check that and get notified on that. So if you want to reach out or give us a a like or a follow, share us with your friends or enemies, like we always say, uh, there is that over there. And there's a post on there uh, more recently than my personal Facebook page, because I don't know when the last time I had a post on mine. Yes. (laughs) And uh, more recently than my personal one, too. Uh, But now to my story. and when this episode uh, comes out, June will have just wrapped up, and we will be in July. Uh, it might okay. even come out the day after, because what, the 4th of July is on a Tuesday? Uh, yeah, because the 1st is okay. Saturday. So Yep, so this one will come out on the 5th, so we'll be, uh, we'll be happy, happy late 4th of July. Hopefully you have all your digits uh, from your firework extravaganzas, but my story takes place in June. And our topic today takes place in June. And Excellent. everybody knows June is Men's Health Month. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, my wife and I went and uh, we went to a concert in some unnamed town uh, with some unnamed uh, musician playing. And we met some of this unnamed musician's uh, cohorts or friends, as it were at this uh, this establishment. And uh, my wife and I were sitting outside. We had just had a baby. So uh, I think we mentioned that on the podcast before that we were expecting a baby boy. And uh, he came and he's here and he's um, nowhere near the cigar smoke for those of you that are concerned. Uh, but he's doing very well. Um, so my wife was talking to these uh, friends of a friend, let's say. And um, one of them had purple hair. And was asking uh, if we were planning to have more. And, and she was talking to Sarah and not really to me. I was on the other side of the table. And she said, oh, you're planning on having more? And uh, my wife said, nope, we're, we're done having the kids. We have a girl and a boy. So we've got one of each. And uh, the first thing out of uh, Purple Hair's mouth was, you weren't going to try for a non-binary? Really? I was not really? expecting that. No, I it's a twist. I, I lured you in, and uh, yeah, I was expecting something like that. But it was the uh, well, how do you know what they are until they tell you? 
Yeah. <laughs> so now I looked it up um, since then. 1.6% of the American population identifies as non-binary. 1.6. Can you imagine how many times you would have to try to get a non-binary child to legitimately get one? That stat seems higher than it should be. You see what I'm saying? Like it's 1.6, but I, I'm saying it's probably more like point I see, zero I see one six. <laughs> well, so the first stat that popped up was five percent, but then I did, I read on that what the stat was actually uh, referring to, and it was trans and non-binary. So they were lumping trans in. So you need to lump all those those two categories together. It's five percent non-binary, one point six percent. That might be over or underreported. I don't know. I didn't. It wasn't. I didn't have the time to want to go and dig into it further. I just knew it was a small percentage. Yes. Um, so I think I think it's you have a better chance. You have a, a way better chance of being non-binary than you do of making money in an MLM. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes. Uh, so then the next thing she said, this uh, this woman. Uh, or whatever uh, they might identify as, said uh, that they had a friend who was raising their child gender neutral. And she said, nobody knows what this kid's gender is. And I piped in and said, people know. And she's like, no. And I said, I assure you, people know the gender of that child. And uh, and she kind of looked at me and I said, well, okay. I had met, uh, previously I've met one gender neutral uh, child. Um, who was uh, friends with my brother, uh, the parents were. And so I went and saw them, and then I asked my brother afterwards, I'm like, oh, how old is their son? And my brother goes, how do you know it's a son? Did they tell you? And I'm like, no, it looks like a man. Like, it looks like a a, a male child, you know? And um, he goes, well, they're raising it gender neutral, and and nobody's supposed to know, but you're right, it is a a, a boy baby. And uh, I was like, yeah, like, you know, I mean, I guess there are some like androgynous people, but I, the the hormones are just different, you know, mm-hmm. at a certain point, you can tell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, like, you know, having small babies of your own helps you identify them as well. So going in with more Men's Health Month, I thought uh, another story might be forthcoming for you, Mike. Oh, Okay. So I went to the Pride Festival uh, yesterday mm. down here in Minneapolis at uh, Loring Park, and I was going to uh, uh, I was conscripted or uh, asked to take photos. I don't know if conscripted is the right word. Uh, like I voluntarily did it uh, to take photos of a uh, mutual friend of ours who's a musician. So I went to go take uh, some photos of them performing at the Pride Festival on a stage. And as I was trying to find this stage, there was a uh, beer garden, a beer tent, right? And um, you probably know what this material is. It's kind of like, what do they, uh, it's, kind of, it's, not like, it's not like burlap, but it's um, the weave canvas. is very, very coarse. It's not, yeah, it's not like canvas, but it's like, it's like plastic and you can like print on it and things, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like a plastic burlap. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And um they make signs out of it. The, the material you're talking about. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. And so they put it on the um they put it on the uh the chain link fence and they had printed on it all these signs. Uh or, you know, like uh, things printed on it. And I was walking by and uh they were all uh pride flags and I was like, "Oh, okay." Then they also had what each pride flag was. And so there was stuff for um you know, just regular things. And then there was like twink and uh, lipstick lesbian and everything else. And I was like, that's a lot of um, oddly specific flags, right? Did they have the WP flag on there? You Uh, know, it's it's, it's a pride in a color that is starts with the the letter W. Okay. Um, (laughs) No, I don't think they had that one. Well, I'm saying they had all these pride flags on there, you know. Yes, yes. So I thought for our episode tonight, in honor of Men's Health Month, we can go, and I found now, I found a list of the 36 queer pride flags you should know. And this was published June 1st of 2023 on advocate.com. And I'll link the article. So that you listeners, if you want to see all the pretty colors, uh, we can go through and uh, and go through that. So I thought it'd be fun to go through because I had no idea what a lipstick lesbian was until I looked it up. Should so, I look this up on my laptop? Um, 
I don't know. I, yeah, I guess. Why don't I? I'll just forward you the link here. Uh, oh, you know, sure. It's like if if Mike and I ever planned anything, uh, he would already have this. We'd both be looking at it, and we both say, "Hey, that that's great." Um, but uh, I figured we'd just start at the top, the first one, and this. I'm just kind of giving giving um, Mike some time to to pull the link up. That's sent to you now, Mike. Uh, the first one on this list is the Gilbert Baker Pride flag, which is probably the flag you're most familiar with um, if you're not deeply into the, I guess they call it the queer culture. So I guess I can say that. Um, I, I thought at one point queer was kind of like a a no-no to, to say. Is that accurate or inaccurate, Mike? Uh, it was. It is for straight people. It's kind of okay. like uh, other words that certain groups are, in groups are allowed to say and out groups are not. Okay. Well, this is um, this is to, to uh, from an article, so I, I feel like I can say it in the context of what we're talking about here in this episode, um, and we're trying to raise awareness for these different subgroups uh, within this community. Uh, but the first one yes. here, and I'll and I'll just read. Uh, so if you scroll down to the first flag, there, Mike, just let me know when you're ready. I am ready. All right. So this I one is uh, uh, Harvey Milk challenged Gilbert Baker. In 1977, uh, who uh, uh, Gilbert Baker was a veteran who taught himself how to sew to come up with a symbol of pride for the gay community. And Harvey Milk, there's a, I think it's a, is it a Sean Penn movie? There's a, there's a movie about um, Harvey Milk out there. Um, yes. But uh, beside the point, that, that I think there's more to that whole story than this one flag. Uh, but the original pride flag was inspired by Judy Garland's Over the Rainbow. And uh, this flag was flown um, on the San Francisco Gay Freedom Day Parade celebration, June 25th, 1978. There's a little dispute, I guess, that we should mention on whether or not Baker was the sole creator or not. Um, But it actually lists out what all the colors mean. So it starts with hot pink for sex, uh, red for life, orange for healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, turquoise for magic and art, indigo for serenity, and violet for spirit. So. The only thing is this, like sex sounds like that, but um, but what have you. So that was the original one, 1977. And then I guess uh, poor Harvey, if we scroll down to the next flag, Mike, uh, met yep. his end at the, <laughs> at the end of an assassination um, attempt that was successful, and they wanted to change the flag. So they did. And um, they kind of dropped the hot pink because they had trouble getting the hot pink fabric. Uh, but I don't think the rest of these go down through all the colors. So basically, it's very similar to the flag of above, uh, except there's a lighter purple instead of the hot pink. Yes. All right. So is everybody still with us? Um, I know it's kind of hard to do like a visual flag thing on a podcast, um, but we're going to be getting into now that we've covered the two main ones. Um, we're going to be getting into more of the uh, subgroups and things. I guess there's two more, two more kind of like generic, generic-ish ones. Uh, yeah, the next one is the one that everybody thinks of as the gay pride flag, because uh, it's the one that was popular forever, and it has fewer colors. It only has six colors, so it seems like there's a lot of economics pushing the number of colors down. Yeah, if you, if you, sorry about that. I took a big old swig of um, Dylan whiskey, and it went right right to the old uh, back of the throat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if any of you have done any kind of graphic design or wanted to get a t-shirt printed, you know that three colors is pretty much kind of like the standard. And then if you want more than three colors, you get charged quite a bit for additional color beyond that. Um, yes. The, the next flag down is... Uh, well, they're they're including more people. They're being more inclusive. So the next flag down is the Philadelphia People of Color inclusive flag. So uh, it says here that they made this flag because queer people of color are often not fully included in the LGBT community. So the city of Philadelphia specifically added two colors, black and brown, the pride flag in their honor. Uh, the city had previously faced accusations of racial discrimination in its gay bars. So I feel like this is probably a response to. Uh, backlash social media backlash or social i don't know what it doesn't it doesn't say when this flag uh, came into existence but no it doesn't have the the date at all yeah all i know is uh as somebody who sometimes dabbles in graphic design and the things i'm not i'm not hugely thrilled about the black and brown with the rest of the rainbow color but to each their own um 
well, you know, any time that there's a controversy, instead of addressing whatever the underlying issue is, you just kind of slap some paint on it and continue rocking and rolling. So, yeah, it's the American way. Yes. So this next flag, then, uh, I don't know if you want to take this one, Mike, this next one. Oh, the progress pride flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is like a traditional we- gay pride flag <laughs> on the right. And then it's got yes. white, pink, light blue, brown, and black. <laughs> On the left, coming in as like a yeah, arrow it's like a, it, Yeah, an arrow or like a uh, a square <laughs> tilted at a 90 or 45 degree angle or something. Yeah, something um, like that. Uh, so like, uh, we're really trying to, you know, uh, understand all these different flags and the different like sub subgroups that they represent. Uh, some of the graphic design, though, <laughs> is... Uh, and yeah, and this one's supposed to have all the transgendered colors and black and brown people and people with AIDS. And it's the same thing that's been happening with this uh, community in general, where it's like they can't just have a, a group. It has to every individual subgroup has to be named in the flag. And there's a lot going on. It is hilarious. Oh, my God. The next one's even better. OK, but was there anything we needed to mention about? um about this one, uh, just that they're adding adding in the the more transgender. Oh, uh, a guy named Daniel Kawazar uh, identified as queer and non-binary designed the flag. Okay. So yes. All right. So now this next one, and so some of these words, I think we're we're gonna have to look up some of these things because I honestly don't know what this means, uh, and maybe you do, Mike, because you're a lot more progressive than I am. Uh, but this next one here, I'll take this one. Um, if you thought the last one's graphic design was bad, just hold on. This just wait. This one's just great. Wait. No, I saw it. Uh, I saw it. This one is the Intersex <laughs> Inclusive Progress Pride Flag, which is a tongue twister in and of itself, just to say. Uh, but this one was designed in 2021 by Valentino Vachetti of, of Intersex Equality Rights UK to include the intersex community represented by the yellow triangle enclosing the purple circle. It's one of the most up-to-date LGBTQ plus flags available today. I don't know what intersex is. Um, intersex is kind of like non-binary or uh, it's like non-binary, but I think that the intersex people move between sexualities and genders. If, if I'm up to date with my understanding, which I'm probably okay. not. So, yeah. So here it says, and this is according to PlannedParenthood.org, uh, intersex is an umbrella term that describes bodies that fall outside the strict male-female-female binary. So there's lots of ways someone can be intersex. Uh, it's a general term. So I feel like we're kind of, with these flags and subgroups, we're kind of like, we're starting all-inclusive, right? Like the whole subset of the queer community. And then we're kind of working our way down and down. So that's good to know that intersex uh, probably encompasses a fair number of terms that are more more commonly used. Uh, I would I would say. Sure. And and see now this uh, LGBTQ plus is not the term that I've heard is the common one now. It's LGBTQ plus two I A or no two S I A. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I think this stuff is... Also, also good to know. Yes. I, I, I think <laughs> a lot of this stuff is... Uh, it's going over the top, and because it's so over the top, it becomes very funny. You know, they took something that was pretty serious, and now they've made it silly by going... Uh, they, by yep. jumping the shark, so to speak. <laughs> yes. Um, but we're still going to go through, because as ridiculous as some of these flags may be... Uh, I was curious, uh, having seen that seen that printout on the chain link fence with all the different flags, and I thought, hey, it'd be fun to kind of go through this with Mike on our show, oh, Smoking Stogie, and at least learn a little bit about the communities that they're representing, despite the fact the flags look like they were designed by maybe a kindergartner uh, with a full box of crayon colors. Well, other than the six-colored flag, I'd never seen any of these. So I guess yeah. we're all getting my initial genuine reaction. Yes. Um, and, you know, one of the one of the pride flags we're not going to talk about on this episode is the I'm proud to suck cop dick flag, also known as the uh, thin blue line flag. We're not talking. Oh, about yeah. The that fascist, the fascist of America either. flag. Yeah. The fascist appreciator <laughs> flag. 
Um, I also like the conservative pride flag. I think I showed you that one, didn't I? Uh, I'm not sure. It's like the fascist flag, except it has or uh, yellow and green and red and uh, blue and uh, all these other gay, these other pride colors. And it's supposed okay. to be like cops and first responders and firemen and oh, the Coast yeah. Guard and Army. And all the, all, uh, what are they called? The service? Um, yeah, 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 all the service blah, blah, blah stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. all the I'm a fascist piece of shit colors. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this next one, and I don't know, like, is this, so is, is the article says 36 queer pride flags you should know. Now we're on to this one called the Queer Pride Flag. And it's designed, yes. it's not even designed by an, a, a name, it's a username from DeviantArt, the website Deviant, uh, where you can upload, you can, you can create your own uh, digital drawings and things and, and put them up there. But apparently this user, uh, Pastel Memer, uh, designed this in 2015 and added some pink and blue shades uh, to represent same gender attraction. Uh, well, orange and green stripes stand for non-binary and gender non-conforming. And the black and white stripes symbolize asexual, aromantic, and agender. Um, and I feel like we'll get into, I don't know, are there, should we look up some of those terms? Do we need to know some of these terms? Uh, which terms? Well, like, okay, so I guess, like, my question is, how is uh, same, what is it, what did it say, same gender attraction? How is that different than just being uh, gay? It's not. It's it's both gays and lesbians. Oh, you I see. see. Okay. Yeah, that's part of that softening of language nonsense that we've been doing. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's fine. I don't. I, you know, it doesn't. I guess I don't care if they want to be uh, same gender attraction versus a gay man or a lesbian female. That doesn't matter. No, it doesn't really matter. I think it's weak sauce because you know, I don't know. Well, it, you know, I think it's we're a softening a language. We're going to see both sides, Mike. We're not. It's not going to be full on softening. Some of it's going to be hard. Nice. Oh, speaking of hard, this reminds me. Um, a little pride aside. Um, at the Pride Festival, I had gone maybe six years ago, and it was a very different, kind of a different vibe. It felt a little more like, uh, I'd say maybe like Woodstock and less like an actual thing. I mean, not, not that it wasn't a thing, but when I was there six years ago, there wasn't really a whole lot of booths and things, and it was just a whole bunch of you know, Partying. queer people, queer people, and their advocates or their supporters, and there was a lot of uh, topless women with the pasties on, and you know, scantily clad everybody, and some music, and just kind of like more like party vibes. And this year, there were a ton of booths, you know, like the the ten by ten tents and things and tables and whatnot. And I was surprised how many churches had booths there, hmm. and they were all handing out stickers. And so one was uh, one had the a rainbow and said, God is proud of you. They're handing out these stickers. And another booth, which I should have stopped and, and talked, but it was it was very warm and I had to find the appropriate stage um, for the for the pictures. Um, but one was the booth was called Not All Christians Are Assholes. Huh. So I feel like that would have been a very interesting conversation. But I thought it was interesting to see all of these churches that were uh, willing and and wanting to reach out to the uh, you know the queer community. And I know that down here in the cities, um, there are a lot of churches that have, will put up rainbows on their, you know, LCD displays and say, you know, like all are welcome and, and whatever. So there are very, definitely some much more progressive churches down here than elsewhere in the state and elsewhere in the country, probably. Well, they kind of have to be. I'm, most of them are losing membership. So they have to find a way to increase their revenue or go bankrupt. Yeah. And then right beyond the church booths, there's a booth that had a slew of dildos on a board, and people were throwing rings to try and um, <laughs> get the rings over the dildos. So it was really kind of the duality of man. Uh, right. That, that's more of like the gay pride festival type of thing that I yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. imagine, you know? That you pictured, yeah. Um, but I yeah. will say there are far less uh, topless people. Uh, kind of the trend this year from, you know, my take on walking the red carpet at uh, Pride Fest, as it were, I guess, uh, was there's a lot less like just general, a lot less nudity or implied nudity. And the women that were wearing pasties on their nipples were wearing kind of like a vest or a jean jacket or something that covered, but there was all unbuttoned and they didn't have any shirt underneath. Um, so it felt a little more refined uh, or reserved than, you know, six years ago. Would so it's kind of nice to, to see it. 
maybe corporatized, maybe it just grew up a bit, you know, all of these people. Uh, and now that gay marriage has been legal or same-sex marriage has been legalized, you know, I feel that maybe they feel a little more comfortable and they don't feel the need to be as outspoken or out- outgoing. Uh, sure. Or maybe corporatized too. I don't know. I mean, hopefully it's, you know, they're, everyone's more comfortable and, and they don't, they, and they realize they don't have to do as much to get support as they maybe had to in the past. So, um, but the whole point of this aside was, uh, there was one guy who was wearing nothing but a cock sock, um, that kind of like wrapped around. And I think it was like a cock sock thong thing, uh, but it was like fully like hanging and flopping, you know, it was like a rainbow flopping thing. And, and I was like, man, you could put that away anytime. (laughs) Was this guy like a twink or was he a bear or, uh, what was his orientation? You, you know, Mike, as uh, as fascinated as you are by that, I I did not stop him to ask him. <laughs> you can tell by looking, Nate. <laughs> you uh, can tell by looking. I saw I saw the bouncy bounce, and I said, "No, nope, I'm just going to keep on going." Um, <laughs> oh boy! All right. Uh, so why don't let's let's do this next one? You do this next one. This one looks like it's right up your alley. Okay. Well, I will scroll down. Yeah! <laughs> uh, this is the queer people of color pride flag. And it is the gay pride flag, but with the black power fist on top. <laughs> and that is awesome. Uh, it was first flown in San Francisco pride in 19, but became widely popular during the Black Lives Matter protests of 20. Flag symbolizes the intersection between fights for racial and queer equality. So that is awesome. There, there that is you have it. so uh, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a middle schooler did that as a 15 minute project in computer class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because they, well, and I guess maybe, oh, okay. I get it. I get it. So um, it's overlaid of just the standard, uh, what, six color uh, pride flag. Yep. And the the fist has uh, colors in it, and at first I thought there was muted colors of the color behind it because all the lines line up. But it is actually going from black, like very very dark skin to very very white skin in gradients yes. up. Uh, but I thought I was like, well, it's weird that they chose like kind of a, a, a tan or like a white, or yeah, a white to be what was showing through from the red stripe. So it's very confusing visually. I, I will say. Um, oh, this is like a they they took the gay the the pride flag and then they put the black power fist over the top and then in MS Paint they just yes. color dropped the different colors. Inside. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's I could do this in fifteen minutes. I guarantee it. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I'm down to the t- to the uh, the Titan wrapper. I've taken my wrapper off. I have maybe three inches okay. left. Of the cigar? Yeah. Am I that far ahead of you? Uh, no, I've got three and a half. Oh, okay. I just measured. I anytime, I'm so bad at estimating uh, distances and what uh, orientation people are wearing cock socks. <laughs> so what do you think of the cigar okay. so far? I quite like it. Um, I feel like, and, and I don't know, I feel like it's changed a little bit here at the center, at the middle. It has. In flavor. Uh which the other ones didn't do drastically. And this one wasn't drastic either. No, it's not drastic. And um, I was smoking a little fast and I got some sour and I slowed it down and it's not sour anymore. It's actually nice. Like a nice medium, but still got some uh, sharpness to it. Yep. So it's Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know. I was looking at the side scroll bar. We're like a quarter of the way through these flags. Maybe we'll pick it up a little bit, uh, the pace here, and we'll only stop if we uh, if we need something, we need to clarify something. Does that sound okay with you? Sounds good to me. Because we may want to touch on some other things that have happened since we last recorded uh, at the end, but we'll Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Uh, so the next flag is the bisexual flag, uh, <clears throat> actually one of the better looking flags that we've seen thus far, I think. It's more traditional. I mean, it's not. we're not saying like... Uh, I'm not saying it's great and going to win, you know, flag contests, but with the other ones we've seen. Um, so that was the bisexual one. Uh, it's got two big bars and a, a little bar in the middle. Uh, now, 
Uh, Mike, you take the next one, and I'm going to look this up because this next one I'm not familiar. I'm like I'm familiar with the term, but I've heard it explained, but I always forget. The pansexual flag. It's created on the internet, of course. It's got yep. pink, yellow, and light blue, and it's a three-bar flag. And uh, it, yep. it represents pansexuality's interest in all genders as partners. Okay, so that's uh, pansexual is uh, attraction to people fuck of everybody. all genders, not just uh, not just male and female. So, right, you could be like bisexual. Uh, it uh, do, represents do, do women, that. non-binary, yep. and gender non-conforming, and male. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you were bisexual, yeah, yeah. it would be men and women, but and but you would not then do anything with the non-binary people and the other groups. Uh, whereas pansexuality, uh, everybody is uh, sexy. Mm-hmm. All right, then we got the uh, the next one is the asexual flag, Ugh. which is not a, a well designed flag at all. Um, but therefore, the uh, the asexual people it uh, okay represents many ace identities, including gray sexuals, the fluid area between sexuals and asexuals, the demisexuals, the people who don't experience sexual attraction unless they have an emotional connection with their partners. Um, <laughs> next flag. <laughs> <laughs> the Labrys lesbian pride flag this is awesome <laughs> yeah this is like the like the viking norwegian uh yeah. <laughs> yes i can imagine this flag being flown on the back of a motorcycle with by a guy who has no hair on his head <laughs> yeah or like uh or like a long ship or something mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure so it's a purple flag so a f- with a black triangle <laughs> and a white axe in the middle. Yeah, no, this is great. This could, yeah. You could have this in like a video game. <laughs> this is a good flag. I like this one. This is a great flag. Um, and it, it's the Labrys, I think, was is the style of axe uh, that was used by the Grecian Amazons. Uh, oh, but it's a lesbian okay. flag. So, uh, But it hasn't gained much traction in the lesbian community. Uh, I don't know why this would be my go-to. Uh, uh, I think it's because it was created in 1999 by a gay graphic designer called Sean Campbell, and I don't think that the lesbians man. appreciate that. <laughs> well, let's be more inclusive, everyone. This flag is awesome. Um, yep. No, that is. I want a patch. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. <laughs> Okay, the polyamory uh, flag. Okay, okay. Yep, the polyamory flag. So it's got the uh, symbol for the infinite number pi. Oh, infinite number pi. I thought it was like a number pi because it's uh, they forgot a space between number and pi on the website here. But, yes. Uh, uh, so it, it shares the first letter of uh, polyamory. So this isn't a math flag, despite them using a math symbol. Uh, it celebrates the infinite selection of partners available to polyamorous people. Yeah, but and pi is 3.14. It's not infinite. Why didn't they just put infinity no, symbol on it? Well, I mean, pi is, is infinite and it never repeats itself, right? Yeah, but we, it's 3.14. We, we abbreviate it to 3.14. Pi has more digits than that. I, I'm aware. I'm aware. But why didn't they just use the infinity symbol? Dude, are you polyamorous? No, I am let's, not. Let's not judge. Let's not judge. <laughs> Just because we don't understand. This is not as cool as the Labrys no. lesbian pride yeah. flag, man. That is, I think I'm that's saving a that. Shoe in for the winner of uh, the the pride flag contest. That we yeah, I'm saving that to now. photos, everybody. That is incredible. <laughs> it will be Mike's uh, Mike's desktop background <laughs> every time we podcast to look at that. Okay, now this next one, we should have known. We should have seen this coming because part of this next flag was featured on one of the other flags earlier up top. Yes, it was. What flag is this, Mike? This is the intersex flag. It is yellow with a purple circle with yellow on the inside. And uh, apparently it was designed in 13 in Australia. So, yeah, And so intersex, we, we, we said, is just a, is an umbrella term for all non-gendered, non-binary uh, people. Yes. Uh, the next, the next one is a transgender flag. Uh, Monica Helms, a trans woman, designed this flag in 1999. Uh, you've got light blue, uh, the traditional color for baby boys, pink for girls, and white is in the middle for those who are transitioning. So transgender is still part of the binary sex culture, gender culture, something like that. Gender fluid, and, and gender if, flexible we, flag. Yeah, and if we get if we get some of these terms wrong, it's not intentional. Um, no, we're not trying to make fun of anybody. 
It's it's a lot it, to except the some of the graphic designers, uh, but oh, that, the, we're, yeah, not trying to make, we're not trying to make fun of the communities. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. The designs are ridiculous. For, first of all, for those who are not looking at these, they're all copying the gay pride flag, right? Mostly, I mean, except for the yeah, axe ones, because that one's badass. No, the axe ones, like that. Yeah, that one's unique. Like I say, that could be man. <laughs> I want to get that flag and fly it on the back of my pickup truck. <laughs> you should. You should. I saw one of those losers this weekend. <laughs> First time in a long time I've seen that. So, oh, what flag anyway. did they have on the back? Oh, they had a, they had an American flag. Thank God, it wasn't like oh, a Trump flag yeah, or, okay. or something goofy. Flag. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. I even saw one guy. He uh, had a flying on his. Uh, back of his truck but it was so heavy that he had to bolt wires into this bed of his oh, pickup God. <laughs> to hold it up it was like an old you know pos yeah. uh, vehicle obviously but i know usually anyway. the queer the queer community gets like a lot of flack for being like extra mm-hmm. you know like with their stuff but i tell you some the length some of these trump people and like rah-rah america and cop supporter people will go to that's like more extra than a lot of the queer community so it's absurd. I know I told you the story about the lady in her blazer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's let's get, let's do this gender fluid flexible flag. Sure. And this is another knockoff gay pride flag. It's just got different colors, and it uh, encompasses the fluctuations and flexibility of gender and gender fluid people. So yeah, so gender fluid. Then they they kind of uh, depends on the the day or the feelings. Um, not to be yes. Um, not to be dismissive of it, um, just to quickly summarize, as we still have quite a few flags to go and not a lot of cigars yes. left. Uh, the next one is gender queer. Uh, the gender queer flag uh, highlights androgyny with lavender, agender with white, and non-binary with green. So this is probably more so the people that um, maybe don't transition between different genders, but they don't feel any close association with any particular gender. Um, lipstick lesbian flag yeah that's the one that triggered this whole thing because i saw this one there and i was like what that is um, like a rocky horror this, picture for show flag <laughs> you know what and this flag is not bad this is <laughs> no, probably running no, up not. for number two this is probably running yeah. up for number two yeah yeah no this could be out of a movie or something it's 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 pretty good to design what is it mike if you want the most feminine pride flag here it is uh it's not widely used it celebrates the femmes who are lesbians also called yeah. and so, lipstick lesbians. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so I had no idea what a lipstick lesbian was. And I know... Um, really? B- back in the area, or the era, sorry, the era when I was growing up, um, any, any, it didn't matter if it was a lesbian couple or a gay couple, any same-sex couple, the question was always, well, who's the man in the relationship? Who's the pitcher and who's the catcher? Yada, yada, all that stuff. So this, this flag is then specifically designed for the lesbians who are... The feminine lesbians, and not yes. the more masculine. Not that, not that any of the lesbians has to be masculine. I'm just this is uh, right. This is all shades of there. pinks and reds and stuff like yes. that. It's very, it's yes. a very nice flag. Oh, and it's got the um, lesbian flag. Interesting. Yep, well, the lesbian flag, which looks not as good. No, uh, no, nowhere is good. Uh, I don't think we need to go on that. Um, so apparently there's a narrative about this, this lesbian flag that this flag is more inclusive of butch and trans lesbians, uh, but apparently there's a debate. So not only can you make really terribly looking flags, but then people get upset if the certain color is not on there. Um, so we don't have to get into that. Uh, this next one is interesting because it really, really kind of harkens <coughs> to the uh, Blue Lives Matter uh, flag. This is the leather, latex, and BDSM flag. So this is for the uh, kink community. Uh, I guess there's a debate on whether kink communities should be added to the LGBT uh, communities. I, I don't know about that. No, but, yeah, you know, I don't know about uh, that. Whatever. Um, it's, and it's got a big heart uh, where the stars and stripes would normally be if this were an American flag, but uh, it's mostly blue and black. Yeah, it's kind of gross. Bear Brotherhood flag. Oh, yes. Okay, oh, Mike's yes. excited. He likes bears. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's so funny. So it, it's a brown and yellow and orange and uh, gray and black gay pride flag with a paw on it. Uh, and I thought bear it was going to be for something else, a bear paw. And then uh, it's basically just supposed to be, you know, for bears, I guess. It was designed in 1995. Which, which are what, the, the like heavier set, hairier gay yes. men, right? They don't have to be heavier set, but they're usually the masculine, hairy uh, guys. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll take this next one. It looks like it came from uh, the Flash comic or something. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the rubber rubber pride flag. So this is another fetish um, fetish one, uh, similar to the the leather and, and BDSM one. Uh, it's for members who have a rubber and latex fetish. Um, yeah, I don't know if that fits. I don't. Uh, think the next fits. one. Um, yeah. Go on. I don't know. Go on, Mike. I, I kind of like this next flag. It's uh, hot I, pink yeah. and then uh, very bright, like grass green and then sky blue. And it's the polysexual flag. And it's only three uh, colors. So I think it's a pretty good design. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a great design as far as that goes. Uh, and it's uh, unlike pansexuality, polysexuality is attraction to multiple genders, but not all. Yep. So I don't know right. how that's different than bisexuality, but it is. Um, well, yeah, I mean, so it, I guess it just says, even though it has mascul- masculine, feminine, and then no gender, or, you know, like other gender, uh, you could be man, woman, and you could be, uh, you could fall in love with a gender fluid, but not a gender flex. So it's kind of like... This is getting very complicated. I know. Uh, I'm, you, not, yeah. I'm, I'm not very saying complicated. it's not. I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to, to wrap my head around it as well. The yeah. next one is a, a gender. Uh, well, gender queer people bend the rules of gender, a gender, reject gender completely. So they've got black and white stripes for absence of gender, and then green, which is the inverse of the gender heavy purple, represents non-binary genders. Uh, easy said. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It looks like a, uh, like a beach towel. Like you would probably bring this to the beach. Um, yeah. Looks like a yeah. shitty beach towel, to be honest with you, but you know, whatever. Yeah. You'd get it at the Walmart bin for eight bucks or something. Yeah, this is what you'd get in an emergency if you forgot a beach towel and you were yeah, in at the, at the Dollar Padre. General. You'd go in, and this would be the thing you got. Exactly. So, oh, a romantic flag. Uh, this one's marginally better than the last one, but not by much. Uh, yeah, it's got some like green these... on top and black on the bottom. Yeah. Oh, and go gray ahead. And, and whatever. Yeah. I was just gonna say, like a romantic. The the description here they put was uh, the a romantic flags use green to celebrate people who live without romantic attraction. So. I, the way they word it sounds kind of depressing, and maybe it is depressing. I don't know. Um, but uh, I guess uh, aromantic is you don't uh, don't get romantically attracted to people. I guess so. Um, all right. The next one is non-binary. Uh, we know what non-binary is. Uh, we talked about that earlier. This one uh, would kind of have a place here in Minnesota because it's purple and yellow and Viking <laughs> colors uh, for the, the NFL team. I thought the same thing. It looks like a Vikings yeah. flag. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know... And uh, okay, this next one. You take this next one. This is uh, th- oh I don't think wow, this one should 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 fit in here. But um, the pony flag. This is way too much. Uh, it's got some horseshoes in the green in the middle, and there's black and blue stripes like the cop flag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is for people. Uh, it's a fetish where people are treated like horses by wearing hooves, ears, and saddles, and pulling carts. Um, again, I feel like this is kind of like the. The, the the rubber and the um, leather like kinks like I don't know that this is really this is you know I mean there's there's not a flag uh, for mis- missionary sex um, this is uh I don't I don't think this this is unlike the others even even the BDSM flag is a little different than pony play <laughs> yeah um, I would I would say I would say at least at least this one doesn't have the isn't like a direct ripoff of the uh, just a standard pride flag, right? That is true. They actually, it is they went more a little, little different with it. It looks like a collegiate football team flag, is what it looks like. Um, yeah, yeah. It could just be a small collegiate football team flag, and we would never know. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is the one that uh, this next one is the uh, uh, the one Mike and I fly all the time. Straight it's ally the flag. Straight ally flag. So it's the flag equivalent of I support LGBT people, but no homo. Um, I don't know that that's, I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, this is so very one, nice. One, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this one makes everyone feel included at pride marches, but no homo, even if they're celebrating other people's sexualities, but no homo. Uh, it's a weird, I don't know why they put that in there. The no homo thing. Um, uh, yeah. They're not recruiting. Okay. So here's the inverse. This next one is the inverse of the uh, lipstick lesbian. You take this one, Mike. Oh, the butch lesbian flag. And this one's kind of lame. It's, it's just blues and purples and some grays. And it's created in 16, you know, because everybody's got their own flag. And uh, it's very similar to the lipstick lesbian flag, but not as uh, clever, I don't think. So there we go. Yes. Oh, two-spirit this, flag. This next one, we might have we might have a bit of to unpack here. Uh, the two-spirit flag. So the two feathers, it's, it's the basic pride flag. And then they put some feathers on there for the native tribes. 
um, as you think. So the feathers represent masculine and feminine, and the circle is the combination of both into one. And it says, before Europeans colonized indigenous lands in North America and enforced a gender binary, many Native American tribes recognize a third gender, which is today called two-spirit. So I guess I don't know if that's historically accurate or not. Um, it wouldn't surprise uh, me. It's, it seems it's more complicated than that because uh, like the Pueblo Indians had seven recognized genders. And okay. uh, we don't really know a whole lot about a lot of the tribes because they were destroyed before their society started writing down their cultural heritage. You know what I mean? So we know yeah. about like the Pueblos and the Navajos because they had a written language before European colonization and they saved yeah. a lot of their culture. So we know that at least there they recognized more than two genders. Okay. Um, and, I, and I do know, kind of going back to the European colonizers and things uh, and written language, um, is that we know a lot, uh, quite a bit about some of the northern and eastern tribes because the uh, the French missionaries and the French people would go and, and actually kind of like study these um, uh, tribes and kind of write down what they learned and sent and then sent that back to their king uh, because the people back in Europe were very interested, especially the king, because some of these chiefs were uh, just kind of described as king kingly or or being kings, even though they really weren't in terms of like practice and, and everything, but, uh, you know, they also weren't um, writing about their gender politics. Uh, no, they weren't, they weren't writing. So we have an imperfect snapshot of some of these tribes and we have very little snapshots of some of these other tribes. Um, but I think what we do have, and, and this will be a topic for a different, different episode, but I think what we do have shows that they were maybe a lot more progressive than anyone uh, was led to believe or gave them credit for. They're and probably a lot more progressive not, than the Europeans, at least. Yeah, and and I'm and not just in gender things. I mean, like uh, how they uh, governed themselves and things like that. Uh, but right. that's neither here nor there. Uh, so this next one <laughs> is the twink flag, um, and so it's got the two Mars signs intertwined, representing gay men, and it's got a pink on top, a yellow on bottom, and a white in the middle. Uh, the refer the term the term refer re <laughs> the term refer Jesus. I'm gonna get this. The term refers to slim, young, handsome, hairless men. Yes. Uh, so that's that. It's the uh, basically the opposite of the bear. There we go. Yes, it is. And that, that right. flag is actually you, a fairly good design. It's not bad. It reminds me of yeah, Easter. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. That's when all the twinks come out and leave eggs in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, the Demi Girl flag. I don't know what that means. Uh, okay, let's look it up. Yeah, the demigirl flag is a symbol for those who identify as either demigirl or as a demigirl, or demigender or as a demigirl. Demigirls are those who identify partially as women. Okay. The flag okay. was created by Tumblr user TransRants in 15. Perfect. So uh, this is another variation of the gay pride flag. And then we have demiboy, yeah. Yeah, which, which is, is the exact same except pink. It's blue, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, and it All was right. the same person, same time. Ooh. The Natroy flag. <laughs> this is people who are, uh, represents those who identify as gender neutral. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's some politics with gender neutral and agender. This one's white, green, and black. That easily could be a country flag. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one is uh, by gender. I think it's by gender. They didn't hyphenate it. It could be big ender. I don't know. Um, the bi gender <laughs> uh, the bi gender pride flag represents those who identify as two genders, whether male and female or some combination of non binary genders interesting and, uh and that's just another uh, smorgasbord of colors in the same pride configuration that we're used to uh the trans inclusive gay men's pride flag is uh another variant on the traditional pride flag, except they added a lot more bars or lines uh in there, so uh gay men that want to also. Uh, be inclusive of non-cisgender gay men. Yes. And I think that wraps up our flags. So that we'll is put, it. This, uh, put this link in the in the episode description, uh, description like we said earlier, so you can uh, go through and, and look at that, or if you're curious or interested. Uh, I don't know how many of these flags are actually used in in practice. You know, like, I mean, some of them sound good in theory, but I don't know, because I haven't seen a lot of these. Uh, either have I. I. I've only ever seen. Uh, I might have seen the two spirit flag, 
Maybe. I can't remember. But the only one I know for a fact is like the just traditional uh, gay pride flag, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so one last story from Pride Fest that uh, I wanted to share. And this is uh, one of the things that kind of kicked a lot of this off was one of the best shirts that I saw there. As you know, you go and, and people wear graphic tees and it's like end homophobia and, and uh, you know, everyone's welcome and, and different things like that. Uh, there was one guy and he was wearing this shirt and it said in real big letters, I like my whiskey straight, but my friends can come as they are. Nice. That's very, that's a very cute shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, no, it's, uh, so, and that's, it is good. That's, that's partly why I broke out the whiskey for this episode. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, I mean, I had no idea there were that many different kind of like um, subgroups or subcategories. Um, no, and most of them uh, are very recent flag designs. Uh, you know, there for 20 yeah, years, there was just like, only the gay pride flag, you know? Yeah, because like the first one was like in the late 70s. And then a lot of the other ones were kind of like 90s, late 90s. And then um, kind of all these other ones with more trans and in- inclusivity or whatever were you know, 2015 and newer. Right. Yeah, yeah. They get more and more and more specific as time goes on, obviously. So. Yeah. Interesting. Which is interesting because uh, generally when you're, when you have a cause and you're trying to rally support for the cause, you want the most inclusive thing to rally everybody together under, right? Whether it's like an idea or banner or, or whatever, because if you get too fragmented out there, then there's, you know, like, fighting between groups and and it's a less clear message right well we just have to consider that uh early on everybody had all the non uh heterosexual people had to get underneath one flag to get their rights and then as the supreme court made decisions and allowed protections for homosexuals and allowed protections for transgender people the more they the less they had to fight for and the more they started to splinter off you know and i'm sure that uh, once gay marriage was legalized, which would have been, uh, what year was it? I'll have was to look it, it up. 2016? I, I, I want to say so. I'm going to look it up. All right. Uh, 15. Okay, 15. Yes. So that makes a lot of sense then. Uh, yeah. Be- because all these new flags started coming out right after gay marriage got legal. Yep. So they didn't need to have the uh, solidarity anymore because... The gay people got what they wanted, you know? Yeah, they achieved their combined mission, I guess. Uh, right, in the late 90s still, makes sense, too, fights. because uh, in the 90s, the Supreme Court decided that employers couldn't discriminate against homosexuals and that people, renters, couldn't be discriminated against for their gender identity and all sorts of things like that. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So every time yeah, there's yeah. an advancement, there's a splinter group that wants their cut of the pie which is good you know i guess in its own way yeah i mean that's as it should be like you know right. and we've talked about this before is the government shouldn't be precluding people from doing things as long as you're not harming somebody else right right yeah the government is not a moral actor so they're not the arbiter of truth and they're not the arbiter of uh moral correctness yes so yes yes i am nearing the end of this cigar shockingly near Me as well yeah, yeah. I figured this you one's... were because you took took a couple of flags in a row, and I was like, I'll, I'll catch up while he's talking. I did. I did take the, the couple of flags in a row because I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm going to be done too early. <laughs> that never happens. So, yeah, but never happens. Just ask my wife. Uh, <laughs> ka-ching. <laughs> I have to say, uh, looking at these, there's a lot of lazy design work in these flags. Like they really yeah. just took that one person, uh, or Harvey Milk and Gilbert Baker's design, and they really just kind of ran with it. Yeah. So they certainly uh, did. Uh, and I still think the winner is that uh, what was it, the Landis or uh, Labrus, Labrus, yeah, Labrus, the Labrus lesbian flag. That one was awesome. No, that one is like I say that you could damn near have that at any event. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That could be your. Uh, LARPing club uh, flag that could be like your guild in a game flag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great flag. Like I say, that could I I could see that being behind people's motorcycles and they're driving up and down the road like madmen. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> or mad women. I see a lot of women riding motorcycles now more than men. Oh okay. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I don't know why I never noticed it before, or maybe it's a new trend. 
but yeah, it could be. I don't know. I, I'd have to keep my keep my eyes open when I'm out and about. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled, man. I see more women than men nowadays riding bikes, so that's more power to them, I suppose. You know, whatever. Yeah, but all right. Was there anything else you want to talk about, or do you want to do final thoughts on the stick? Yeah, we can do some final thoughts. I it's good. Uh, it had to be. It was very temperature sensitive, though. I had to be really careful not to puff too fast because it got sour. Yeah. But it came back, you know what I mean? It would get a little sour, and then I'd slow it down, and it would start to taste really good. And it was sharp, sharp, but medium-bodied, you know? Yeah. Uh, And a small amount, for me at least, a small amount of transition. Yes, uh, there was was that kind of in the middle. Um, I I liked it. I don't don't know if it's as good as some of the other ones that we had in the Gurkha line. uh, I don't think it's – I mean, I wouldn't purposefully buy it again. But it wasn't yeah. bad either, you know. No, it wasn't bad. It's it's very it's very fine. Uh, it was it was tasty. It just I think it comes down to kind of like more of the flavor profiles that you and I enjoy. Yeah, it's different like than what we all. normally smoke. It was good though. Yeah, it, it wasn't was bad. It was good. Yeah. If if people are going for more of like a a bitey medium bodied cigar, I would suggest this for sure. Yes. So. All right, did you right. have a uh, a favorite Gurkha that we smoked uh, the past few episodes here? Or? Oh, geez, now I'd have to try to remember. I think the Centurion was the Torpedo, wasn't it? Uh, I believe so. Let's look. I'll just I'll pull up our list here, and then we can see what we smoked so we can remember. Yes. Um, so I know I'm trying to remember here what we did. So we had one where it was um, interesting, interesting, uh, so... Okay, so we did the oh okay, so we did the Gurkha Crest, the Centurion, the Vintage two thousand one. We did the Beauty and the Beast. Yes. So I remember we what well, we didn't like the Beauty, did we? No, we did not care for the Beauty. We did like the Beast. We liked the Beast. Um, I, yeah, it's tough to say. There's one that I I like better. Well, what the hell is the, the one that we quit halfway worst. through? You think so? Because we quit one of them halfway through. It might have been the crest. Uh, I know when I think we were recording so. the crest, we had a lot of like tech issues as well, uh, which have since been resolved. It wasn't on our end. It was um, the platform that we're using to record. Um, I guess one of the browsers made a, made an update change that uh, kind of tweaked how things worked. Um, but we were struggling that episode. And then I think between that and how bad the cigar was, <laughs> we were like, we're not even going to try the rest of it. Yeah, because I that stick is still in my ashtray, and I have three and a half inches left of it. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't sound like you. No, no, no. I usually smoke them all the way down for sure. So very that rarely be, do we not finish uh, them. If you have more of those, that might be a good uh, tequila cigar. <laughs> I don't test. think I have any more. Thank God. Okay, well then, don't buy any more. Don't buy them. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Bin Maduro is way better than that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, the, the Titan was good, better than uh, submarine, apparently experimental submarines. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk about that briefly, or should we save that for another episode? Oh, yeah. Well, the time that this episode a whole lot goes to talk out, about. it'll be in the past. Yeah, a bunch of billionaires died yeah. in an experimental craft. Yeah, because uh, he didn't just... want to hire boring fifty-year-old sub-experts. He wanted to hire inspiring diversity hires and uh, use carbon fiber. I guess. Yeah, I mean. Safety is uh, a c- not cost effective, right? That guy had a lot of crazy yep. quotes. So yeah, yeah. You get I what mean, you get, you, just, you know? Yep, you get what you get. Uh, it's interesting that the big news conglomerates are kind of slamming uh, most of the rest of the people in the on the planet uh, saying, you know, good riddance, let's get some more orcas to take down some more uh, luxury yachts. Uh, let's send more billionaires <laughs> to the bottom of the sea. Um, because by and large, uh, the average person who's not in the ruling class, a.k.a. billionaire, uh, doesn't much care for billionaires. Um, and uh, I don't yeah, think it's anybody weird, right? should. It's weird. Um, it's weird the the false sense of self the billionaires have. Like, oh, we're God's gift to uh, humanity. Why, are, why is everybody cheering when five of us implode at the bottom of the sea? Uh, I wonder. Uh, I did see an interesting conspiracy theory where it was... Uh, that the billionaires didn't actually implode at the bottom of the sea, but they're now on Epstein Island. <laughs> I saw that as well, but they called it Caligula's Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
for those people who don't know uh, the Caligula story, look it up real quick for yourself. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so Roman Emperor Caligula, that is. Yes. I don't know yes. if there's any other uh, Caligulas out there, but. <laughs> who knows? Uh, he probably had a better flag than some of these uh, communities, but. Uh, I'm guessing so. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, don't get into any uh, Pringle cans to go to the bottom of the ocean with uh, with your rich friends, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Be safe, have fun. Uh-huh.